Welcome to the Wheatful Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Goff, and I'm so excited you're here. I'm an online product shop owner over at Wheat & Honey Co., a business strategist leading women-owned, profitable, and purposeful businesses, and your host here at the Wheatful Woman Podcast. Join us as we have fun and soulful conversation with a bunch of girlfriends pursuing a life full of intention and purpose. We are here to give you space and tools for your holistic wellness journey and hope you leave each episode feeling a bit more full than when you came. All right, Wheatful Women, let's dive in. Hey, hey guys, I am sitting in my office the day after our Wheatful Woman retreat in Grapevine, Texas, and I'm on fire for the way the Lord's moving through this community. I did not intend on sharing the devotional that was shared during our time together on the Sunday of the retreat, but woke up this morning and thought, Brittany, if you can just lean into God and let Him provide that strength and that energy and that truth through you today— I would like to share that with more women. I would like for that to be a part of something that women can play back and be encouraged by. So I just want to invite you all into my prayer this morning as I start this. And I'm just going to let God speak through this space today. God, thank you for this weekend. Thank you for the Wheatful Woman community and that home and that space that we shared this weekend. God, I praise you for the women that walked through that door, that encountered you in ways that they never have before, that met new friends, that enjoyed a dance party, that ate good food and stood around a kitchen and enjoyed a cold, cold cup of coffee. God, I praise you for the empowerment and the vulnerability and the ways that you met us this weekend. God, I pray that as I share the devotional that you put on my heart for yesterday's event, that you would move in and through the space as you want to, that you would bring things to my mind that may not be there right now that you want to share with this community. God, I pray that this space would be a space that glorifies you, that makes you known, and that draws your women near in this peaceful strength of knowing that we have you on our team, God. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. So this weekend, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Every time we host a Wheatful Woman event, we have our schedule and we have our plan, but we have no idea. We have no idea the way the Lord's going to move through the people. So we show up and every person that was a part of this day had a purpose. Every person had an impact on the experiences that we shared, the fulfillment that we had, that fulfillment and the way that we left empowered. So if you're listening to this and you came to Wheatful Woman event and the Wheatful Woman retreat this last weekend, I just want you to know you played a role. And I know you probably already know that, but I need you to know it. I need you to know that your presence there played a role. And we're so, so thankful that you're here with us. So on Saturday, we spent time recording a live podcast. My girlfriend, Abby, and I, she's the host of the Loving This Life podcast. Her and I sat down and we did not prepare excessively. We just created this space and this topic and we 
spoke into it. We asked God to come and be the breath in our lungs and to use the space. And women gathered in this living room and covered up with blankets on the couch and leaned in with us. And we spoke about themes of healthy boundaries and how do we prepare to create this space so that God can fill us up? How do we protect ourselves so that God can use us to the fullest? And then we also spoke about my personal journey of believing in myself. And what does that self-confidence look like when I realize, Brittany, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about leaning into the Lord's strength and harnessing that peace so that you can walk forward. So this morning, I am recording an episode that is not overthought, that is not overprepared for, but is going to be a space for us to sit in expectant hope. The theme of season two of the podcast is expectant hope. And through this episode, I want to welcome you into season two. I want to welcome you in and tell you that this podcast has been so transformational and my faith in this community, and it wasn't by my doing. It was me hearing God say, hey, I want you to buy that microphone and that sound wall and that pop filter. (laughs) And I want you to learn how to turn your AC off and how sometimes you have to sit in the closet. And I want you to show up for a conversation, whether it's today, a conversation where I let God come in and through this, or it's another day where I get to interview someone that I admire and respect and want to learn from. I want you to create the space and show up and and be obedient. So we're creating the space and we're showing up, and we're being obedient, and we're going to hear what God has to say to us today through that. So I started yesterday's devotional the same way I want to start this today, which is sharing with you, I did not go to seminary school. I am not someone that enjoys speaking, and God has a funny way of saying, hey, Britt, I want you to do that. So yesterday, I sat on the edge of a fireplace and let God use me through my insecurities, through my fear of failure, through my aching desire to perform. I let him use me. And we started the day yesterday with a friend coming over and leading worship by the pool. She played on her keyboard and she sang about God's goodness over us. And we sat there and we just soaked it in. And I looked around and I watched these women get a drink of water, have fresh breath in their lungs, and be filled with this beautiful truth of who our God is and who He says we are. And then I realized, oh man, I'm up. I'm up. God wants to use me to speak something over these women, and I'm up. So when anybody gets nervous, what do you do? You have to pee. (laughs) You have to pee. So I run in the house, I use the restroom, and If God's taught me anything, it's that, Brittany, my Holy Spirit is with you everywhere you go. It's with you everywhere you go. You do not have to run out to a different part of the house and get on your knees and push everything out and have 30 minutes with me to hear me and feel me and know me. That is with you everywhere you go. So as I'm using the restroom, as I'm running in that house, as the women are transitioning and gathering in this space to hear what God has for us, I am in the bathroom using the restroom, thinking, Lord, this is the moment that I just, I need to fill you right now. Fill me up. Fill me up. Be in and through me. Give me your words. God, this is not about Brittany Goff. This is not about me. This is not about my strength. This is not about my wisdom. This is not about my faith. This is about you. 
this is about you. This is about you, God. This is for you, God. Would you make your love for us known in this space today? I walk back outside. I sit on the fireplace. And we invite God to come. This season of the podcast is about expectant hope. Living a life in expectant hope. Our conversations are about women that are thriving in their relationship with God. It is about women and their experiences and their journeys and their unique relationship with the Lord and the way that He's touched them. Our Advent study for this season is about expectant hope. One of my friends, Tiffany Stein, who's on the podcast this season, wrote our Advent study for this year on expectant hope. How do we live expectant of knowing that our God is good and He is for us and He is there for us? When we seek Him, we find Him. How do we live our life that way? She walks us through women of the Bible and their stories of expectant hope and how God's shown up. How God shows up. And I want the podcast this season to be about that, our expectant hope. So yesterday's devotional is about just that. The Lord placed, he placed the theme of strength on my heart. I want us to start this time together today thinking about strength. I don't want you to think about how am I supposed to feel strong? What is the right answer? I don't want us to overthink it. I just want you to be right where you are today and think, I am strong when, when do you think you're strong? And I just want to guide us in a couple of deep breaths. My girlfriend, Abby, encouraged me to do this as part of our devotional, and I think we need to do it here too. But I'm going to walk us through taking five deep breaths together this morning. For me, it's this morning. For you, it may be this evening. But five deep breaths as we think about, I am strong when... I want you to breathe in and out, in and out, and in and out, breathe in and out, breathe in. And out. And one last really big one. Breathe in. And out. I want us to think about I am strong when. I am strong when. Our perception of strength is from often from a vantage point of our flesh. We believe that we're strong when we're perfect, when we're successful when we don't let other people down, or when things go according to plan. I took some time to research how we perceive ourselves to be strong per our personality type and per personality on the Enneagram scale in particular. So I want you to think about which one am I. If you don't know your Enneagram, I guarantee you a few of these are going to resonate anyways. Type 1 believes they're strong when they're perfect, when I do all the things right, Type two, when you're needed, when you're able to help others, when you're able to show up and and contribute to others' well-being, you believe you're strong. Type three, this woman right here, (laughs) when you're successful, when you perform, you're strong. Type four, 
when I am unique and special, when I am different, when others love me because I'm unique, I'm strong. Type five, when I'm able to understand others, when I get it, when I'm that person they can come to and they feel seen and known and loved, I'm strong. Type six, when I'm wise, when I am wise, when I'm wise for myself and for others, I'm strong. Type seven, when I can avoid pain, when I can protect myself, when I can avoid pain altogether, I'm strong. Type eight is self-protection. I am strong when I am able to protect myself and don't need anyone else to protect me. When you hurt me, I can protect myself and I'm strong. And type nine, when you can harness stability, when things are consistent, when you feel stable, when you feel even kiltered, I am strong when I feel that way. So how do we find our strength? How do we find our strength? I want to lean into that a little bit. I want to lean into how we're finding our strength, how we resonate with those things. Is it finding our strength from something that's unchanging? Or do we find our strength from something that feels like it's constantly evolving? And I asked this question because as I was thinking about where my strength comes from, when I'm thinking about my flesh and my Enneagram 3 desire to be successful and perform and show up, where do I find that strength from? And oftentimes it comes from emotion. It comes from this emotion that's evolving and changing. When we really need to find our strength from something that's unchanging, which is God. Who is he? What is his character and who does he say I am? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I think the way that we're strengthened by him and that we lean into that is through a practice of gratitude. Pausing where we are right now today and being grateful so that we can rest in his presence. So I opened my Bible to Philippians and was reading through that scripture and found some notes that I had journaled in my Bible from a couple of years ago saying, don't let anything in your life leave you perpetually in angst and breathless. God says use the breath in our lungs. And as I was preparing for strength and speaking into this, I thought a lot of times with strength, I think that means I'm tough. That means I'm protected and I'm ready to go into this battle. I am strong. I am tough. I am fearless. I am good. What is wrong with that? There's a lot of eyes in there. There's a lot of me. There's a lot of Brittany. I think when the Lord says we're strong and that he strengthens us, when he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. God, I can do all things through you because you strengthen me. He doesn't strengthen us by making us firm and tough. He strengthens us with his peace. He strengthens us by this gift of peace. Like, Brittany, you get to rest. You get to rest. You get to be built up. You get to walk in peace. You get to walk with me, and that makes you strong. God is true. He's honorable. He's just. He's pure. He's commendable. He's excellent. He's worthy of our praise. My Bible says, thankful words prayed in faith will make a difference in your heart. 
And I think when we need that strength and we think, God, you say you strengthen me, I need your strength today. A really easy way to find that and get in that space with him is to be grateful, to be grateful for where we are. We have learned that he's strong and that he gives us this peace and we've received it and we've heard it. And when we practice these things, the God of peace is with us and he strengthens us. So I have some notes that I had stuck in my Bible from a couple of days ago. And I had made some notes from a Jesus Calling devotional that I had read. And it said, trust me in the midst of a messy day, your inner calm, your peace and my presence need not be shaken by what is going on around you. Our circumstance cannot touch his peace. He gives us that and we get to walk in it every day. We just have to seek it. We have to say, yes, Lord, I know that's for me and I need that today. I'm leaning into you. Instead of desperately striving to maintain control over our little world, Jesus Calling says we are called to relax and remember that circumstances cannot touch our peace. And His peace is sufficient. His peace is our strength. Another thing that I'm learning right now is when we arrive at a place of fear, uncertainty, something we didn't plan for, something that's not ideal, something that we wish wasn't happening, he's already there. We never arrive anywhere before him. He's already there. He already knew it was happening, and he's ready to greet us and walk with us in it. I turned the page as I was studying in Philippians, and I go over, and I'm reading some notes that I made back in July of last year about a year and a half ago. And I'm reading John 4, 23, 24. And it says, When you worship me in spirit and truth, you join with choirs of angels who are continually before the throne. Though you cannot hear their voices, your praise and thanksgiving are distinctly audible in heaven. Your petitions are also heard, but it is in your gratitude that clears the way to my heart. When we are grateful, we rest in his presence. When we are grateful, we feel his peace. We are called to be grateful. Grateful people of where we are and the way that we're allowed to know him in it. With the way between us wide open through our gratitude, we're in his presence. We rest before him. With the way between us wide open, my blessings fall upon you in rich abundance. The greatest blessing is nearest to me, abundant joy and peace in my presence. Practice praising and thanking me continually throughout this day. And then I read Psalm 34, 5. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. Radiant and abundance. We are given abundance. We are given peace and joy and love and abundance through him. And we get to be radiant and gratitude. Those two words, abundance and radiance, were glaring at me on this page because that's how we're called to live. We get to have those things. And doesn't that sound good? I want some of that today. So 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That's 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And I think it's really important that we look at that weakness that's coming through here. 
this theme of weakness and grace. And I really think that God wants us to know our perceived weakness and shortcomings and things that we think, oh, I don't really like that about me. I wish I wasn't that way. That feels icky. I don't love that. Is rooted in something that is so good that God made us to be. He has blessed us all so uniquely to have different passions, to walk in different purposes, and to know Him uniquely through our experiences and through our seeking of Him. And He plants these parts in our personalities that make us different than anyone else that will ever walk this earth. And sometimes those good things that are in our core end up turning into these perceived weaknesses. And something that I see God showing this community here and showing me is to get back to that goodness. Brittany, I made you to want to see everybody in this room. I made you to want to know them and to love them and to understand them. I gave you that spirit of caring for the people that are in your life. I can choose to take that good part of me that he gave me that's unique to me and unique ways and let it be something that becomes toxic through striving to perform, thinking that I have to have control over making sure everybody that listens to this podcast comes to know God in a way everybody that listens to this podcast feels like their time was used efficiently. Everybody that listens to this, everybody that was at our retreat leaves and thinks, gosh, God, I know you more. Thank you. Or I can choose to recognize it's not about you, Brittany. It's not about your performance and it's not your responsibility. That's mine. It was never yours to carry. That is mine. I'm asking you just to show up and be obedient in love. What is the goodness behind that perceived weakness that we feel? That God goes, I made that to be who you are. I gave you that. That's a piece of my character in you that I want you to give to other people. And I want you to walk in it knowing that is not because of my own doing, but it's because God's doing that through me. What is that behind that perceived weakness or shortcoming or thing? You think, I don't really like that about me. And how can we not walk in allowing that to be something that's toxic and destructive in our life, but leaning in to that being something that's good? I'm not going to walk in a journey of thinking that it's about my performance and my achievement and not believing in myself anymore, God. I'm going to lean into how you want to use that, and I'm going to let it out that I want to see your people and I want to love your people and I want to encourage your daughters and I'm going to walk in confidence knowing that it's not about me. What is that for you? So I want us to think about for a moment, the Bible tells us that we are filled with the same Holy Spirit that filled our Savior, that same intuition, that same strength, that same joy, that same peace. The Holy Spirit walks in us too. We have access to the same things we read about in the Bible. And I think sometimes I look at it and I think, ooh, that's so nice that he had that. That's so nice. And God's looking at me saying, Britt, you have it too. That's my gift to you. I didn't send my son to die on the cross and to be raised to life so that you could be good and safe and protected. The woman, Aaron, that sang at our retreat on Sunday followed up our devotional time with a beautiful song that I'll put in our show notes so that you can go listen to it that walks us through 
I didn't send my son to die for your sins so that you could be safe and comfortable and protected. Yeah, that's part of it. But I did that so that you could be like me. So that you could know me, you could recognize my character, and you could walk in that too. That you can live this full life. And I think one day we're going to get to heaven and God's going to look at us and say, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that you had to do all those things. I had this beautiful and full and fulfilling life right here for you. When you seek me, you're going to find me and you're going to find that. And you're going to walk in this supernatural strength and peace and joy that is me. It is me and you and it is the life I call you to. And I am so sorry that the earth had so much hate and evil and distraction. I'm so sorry. I was there. I was there. And I think our call and what he's asking us to do today is I want you to know that that fullness is right here. It is in and through you and I need you to just seek it. I need you to seek me and you in the way I want to use you. So I want us to think about a time that we felt full and a time that we felt weak. And were we thinking about something that's unchanging within the context of being full and weak, or were we leaning into our emotions? We have access to the same strength that we see in the Bible and that we see that God is giving when we recognize it's not accomplished by our own doing, but by trusting and knowing the one that provides our strength and we get to walk in peace. We must acknowledge our weakness is a strategic part of our testimony. The things that we see and that I've shared here about my struggle with believing in myself and my self-confidence, that is a part of my testimony. It is a part of what allows me to do what I do and for God to use me in the way that he wants to use me. And whatever that weakness is that's coming to your mind, you think, gosh, I wish I wasn't like that. Can I encourage you today to think about the goodness behind it and how you can say, I'm not going to lean into that destructive path that I could through that perceived weakness of mine, but instead I'm going to recognize that's something that's really good and unique in me, and I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to lean into that. God's character shows us who he is, and it shows us what he says about us. He says that we have a future and a hope in him. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not evil, to give you a hope and a future. He's gone before us. Like we said, He is already there. When we arrive in seasons of unknown and fear and sadness, He is already there. Psalm 139 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. God has gone before us and he knows and he's there. We never, ever arrive somewhere without him. He's greeting us and walking with us. He says we're brave and courageous. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good worlds, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We get to be brave and we get to be full of courage and we get to be full of peace because he makes us strong. God is loyal and gives his love in abundance. Deuteronomy 7.9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. 
He gives us love and abundance so that we can give that to other people and walk in fullness. Our weakness is used for good when we recognize it, surrender it, and ask for his strength and sustainment. So I want to invite us into this space today as we're thinking about all these things to think about a strength we think we have. Like, God, you've made me strong in this way. And then I want us to think about an aching weakness we feel. I want us to think about these things this week and give them to God. I want us to surrender, God, you've made me strong and that you've blessed me with this part of me. And I really don't like this part of me and this is how that looks. What is that strength? What is that weakness? Give it to God. And I want to read you guys a prayer that I wrote a year ago. And as I was inviting the Lord into this space and my friend Abby that I planned the retreat with was along this journey with me and said, I saw how little you prepared. I saw how little you prepared for that devotional time with those women. And I saw how God showed up and had a word, how God had something that he wanted to share with these women and invite them in right where they are and say, you are enough. You are worthy. You do not have to say or do one thing to be enough right now today to find me. You don't have to achieve. You don't have to build up that relationship. I just want you to meet me right here in this space because you're enough. And I have plans to empower you and to restore you and to encourage you and to strengthen you and to give you my peace. You're enough. It's right here right now for you. And we created this space and God showed up. And this morning, I'm sitting here in my office the morning after a weekend full of community and this event. And God's showing up again with different little glimmers that he wants us to see. So I'm preparing and I'm looking back through my notes and I found this prayer from a year ago. And Saturday evening, we had closed one day of the retreat and everybody went home And I was looking over my notes and I felt like I was reading a prayer that someone else wrote for me that knew where I was in my life. It's words that I wrote previously, but it was so applicable. And I just, I want to vulnerably read it to you today in hopes that it would give you tools on how to surrender this strength and weakness to God today. Lord, I thrive off opportunities to love your daughters and fall to the ground in my constant striving to perform. Thank you for blessing me with the gift of encouragement and with the aching desire to perform. I think it's important we are thankful. God, we are thankful for the blessing of the goodness you put in us, even when sometimes it becomes toxic because we don't lean into you in it. Let's thank him for that. I surrender my desire to love you, knowing only you can meet me in my weakness and desire to accomplish your will. Lord, would you equip me to be your vessel, to love as you love, and to be used for your kingdom? Help me to hear your guiding voice as I enter this day. Seek to understand others and love them right where they are. That's what Wheat and Honeycomb and Wheatful Woman are all about. We want to love right where we are. I want to be loved where I am. I want to love others where they are and invite them in. 
God, would you fill me with your truth and set my heart on fire for you daily? Thank you for making me unique and strong in you, God. Amen. I want you to know that you have a God and a Father and a friend that is fighting for you today and made you to be exactly who you are. I want us to lean into our weaknesses, our perceived weaknesses, those things that we don't love about ourselves. I want us to lean into those today, those aching weaknesses, those things that we think, gosh, I don't love that about me. I want us to lean into those things today, knowing they're rooted in a good thing and a God thing and God's character that's in us that makes you different, a God-given quality that is in you. We can let it be toxic or we can seek to walk in the goodness of it. And lastly today, I want us to take a few more deep breaths and transition from thinking, I am strong when... How did you start this? I am strong when, and I want you to think now, I am strong because. I am strong because. What is God saying to you in that space after those few words? I am strong because. And I want to share with you all one of my favorite songs by John Egan. It's called Pure Exaltation. And the lyrics are, we want to give you pure exaltation. Open the heavens, receive what is yours, Jesus. Worthy are you, God. Worthy is your name. Worthy of our praise, we worship you. Here we stand in awe. You deserve it all. Jesus, evermore, we worship you. You silence fear and all shame. You conquer death and the grave. To you, the glory, Jesus. You broke the curse of our sin. The life of heaven begins to you, the glory, Jesus. God, I pray that as women encounter you today, that they would know you more. God, we are leaning in. We are seeking you. And we want to be more like you today, God. Lord, would you reveal to this community of women the way that you've made them to be, the way that you have uniquely breathed breath in their lungs so that they would be like you. God, I pray that you would give us confidence to walk in that and to see your goodness in us and the ways that you're calling us to live our life for you and to know you and to love the people around us. Lord, we praise you. You are worthy of all of our praise. And God, you are so, so good. It's in your son's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. I love you guys dearly. And I hope that you feel my hugs through your headset and your speakers today because I am on fire to be on your team and to push back the gates of hell with you so that we can live intentional and purposeful and full lives, walking knowing that it's not about us, but it's about something so much more than that. I'll talk to you guys soon. Did you enjoy this episode? Would you hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and share this podcast with a girlfriend? A great way to help us get the word out is by screenshotting this episode on your cell phone and tagging us at Wheatful Woman to your Instagram story. We'd love to hear your favorite parts of the show so we can keep creating episodes that show up to serve you. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to catch you next time.